bloody woman passenger, I suppose. Or drunk. I wonder, did the coroner make any censorious comments on my negligence? All I know is that a verdict of manslaughter was brought in against some person or persons unknown. Manslaughter. Baby killing. Even if they had caught him, he'd only have got a term of imprisonment, and then he'd have been free to run amok again, unless they suspended his licence for life, and... Do they ever do that? I've got to find him and put him out of harm's way. The day after tomorrow I'll go home. I'll write to Mrs Teague tonight and tell her to get the cottage ready. I've faced the worst thing about Marty's death now, and I honestly believe I have nothing to blame myself for. I can devote my whole heart to the one thing that is left for me to do. 22nd of June well, I suppose it's time you had some personal details about me. I am 35 years old, 5 foot 8, brown eyes, usual expression of face, a kind of sombre benevolence like the barn owl, or so Tessa used to tell me. My hair has not yet turned grey. My name is Frank Cairns. I used to occupy a desk in the Ministry of Labour, but five years ago a legacy and my own laziness persuaded me to hand in my resignation and retire to the country cottage where Tessa and I had always wanted to live. Pottering about in my garden and my dinghy was too much of a good thing for even my capacity for idleness, so I started writing detective novels, under the name of Felix Lane. They are rather good ones, as it happens, and bring me a surprising amount of cash, but I am unable to convince myself that detective fiction is a serious branch of literature, so Felix Lane has always been absolutely anonymous. My publishers are pledged not to disclose the secret of his identity. Good publicity, this mystery stuff, they thought. My qualifications for murder are, to say the least, meagre. As Felix Lane, I have acquired a smattering of forensic medicine, criminal law and police procedure. I have never fired a gun or poisoned so much as a rat. Tomorrow I go home. I hope Mrs Teague has given all his toys away. I told her to. 23rd of June. The cottage looks just the same. I see they've put up a danger sign at the corner. Too late, as usual. Mrs Teague, very subdued. She seems to have felt it or maybe her funereal tones are for my benefit. Just as I was writing that, Mrs Teague came in, a sort of apologetic but determined expression on her huge red face. I just couldn't do it, sir, she sobbed. She threw down a key on my table and rushed out of the room. It was the key of Marty's toy cupboard. I went upstairs to the nursery and opened the cupboard. I stared at them for a long time, unable to think. The model garage the Hornby engine, the old teddy bear with only one eye, his three favourites. 24th of June. Had a talk with Sergeant Elder this morning. Fourteen stone of bone and muscle and about one milligram of brain. Elder gave a display of the usual pompous official reticence. The investigations were still being pursued, he said. Every channel would be explored, a mass of information had been sifted, but they had had no lead as yet. That means, of course, that they've come to a dead end and don't like to admit it, which leaves the course clear for me. I gave Elder a mug of beer, which unbuttoned him slightly, managed to pry some of the details of the investigations out of him. They're certainly thorough enough. 
Apart from the BBC appeals for witnesses of the accident to come forward, it seems that they visited pretty well every garage in the county and inquired about dented wings, bumpers, damaged radiators, etc. brought in for repair. All the car owners within a wide radius were investigated to find out if they had alibis for their cars at the time of the accident. Then there were house-to-house -house inquiries along the chap's presumed route in the vicinity of the village. Proprietors of wayside petrol pumps and AA men were questioned, and so on. Can I succeed where the whole police organisation had failed? Talk about looking for a needle in a haystack. Wait a minute. If I wanted to hide a needle, I wouldn't hide it in a haystack. I'd hide it in a heap of needles. Now then. Elder was pretty definite that the impact of the collision must have caused some damage to the front of the car. If I'd knocked down a child and dented a wing, say, and wanted to cover it up, I'd fake an accident.